0: Welcome to the YYY Show, a comedy podcast about search histories, life and positive vibes in general. I'm Tingan and I'm Eliza and in this podcast, we are going to talk about interesting things that we search for on the internet this week. But first, we need to make a small disclaimer. This is a comedy podcast and we do our best to research the things that we find. If there's anything that is factually inaccurate, please send us your corrections through our social media channels. You can find us at Show on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Yes. So, Jing'an, it is the last week of 2020. Yes. And we are going to do a special episode to sum up the year okay so 2020 has been like not such a good year for most people Mm because of covid Mm -hmm. and not being able to travel lockdowns you know you know so our search terms for this week's episode are related to good things that happened this year yes all right Eliza so what is your search term for this week my search term is wildlife good news twenty twenty. Okay, so cause COVID shook things up quite a bit, especially with all the lockdowns and all that, right? So I was wondering, with all the changes to human activity, whether wildlife and animals have benefited from it. Mm. Yeah, so that's why I search wildlife good news and. Yes, there is quite a bit of good news. Mm -hmm. Okay, For one, the Chinese government has decided to look into the wildlife trade and they are starting to criminalize using wildlife for food. Mm -hmm. And then the Chinese researchers went to survey the Chinese public on their opinions of wildlife consumption and trade. Mm -hmm. And an overwhelming majority supported stricter policies and legislation to protect wildlife. Mm. I think it's also because like COVID came from an outbreak of mm. the like wildlife, wildlife market, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's good because it shows that there is a changing attitude towards the consumption of wildlife, mm-hmm. especially in China. Mm. Okay. So if you go to the cities and the rural areas in China, right, yep. you can see slogans and pictures that the town council put up about why they should be healthy and not eat wildlife. Mm, mm, so mm. there's actually some kind of awareness raising that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And then the citizens are also using like Weibo to denounce the practice of consuming wildlife. Mm. So it's like a whole concerted effort. It's not just like a top-down forcing. Mm, 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 but it's more like also from the ground up, they're also trying to raise awareness among each other. Mm, mm, mm. That's mm. great. So, everybody agrees. Mm, mm, mm. And then in February, right, the Chinese government imposed the wildlife consumption ban. Mm-hmm. And then they follow up with policies to compensate the wildlife farmers ah, who are affected by this ban. Okay. Yeah. So then it's not like just uh, yeah, say cannot, then don't, don't give you a way out. So, not like people lose their jobs account. Yeah, and it caused a lot of chaos. And then there'll be a black market, right? Mm-hmm. But now because they are compensating them and giving them a way out. Mm. Yeah. Okay, fun fact time. Uh huh. Okay, what is the most trafficked non-human mammal? Mammal? Uh. Guess. What is the most trafficked mammal? That is not human. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Human trafficking. <laughs> no, no, we're not carrying that today. Um, I don't know. Rhinos? Elephants? No. Um where big eh, the two animals that you listed. Something smaller. You got one more last try. Um bears. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it I think it, it comes from the elephant task and rhino task. That's what yeah, you're thinking of, right? I think so. And the bear bow, right? Yeah. But those are the animal parts. rose. Okay. <laughs> no, no, wrong, wrong, no more guesses really. Yeah, out of lives. Okay. Okay, the world's most trafficked non-human mammal is. The pangolin. Oh, mm. a pangolin is a mammal. Yes. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? It was a reptile? Uh? Yeah. I thought it was because he had a shell, right? Crustacean. I thought he's like um, an can Because I keep mixing those amodilo two up. is also mammal, what? Really? <gasps> <laughs> 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 Oops. Okay. Right. Fun fact, you learned learn something new. <laughs> okay, yes. I did. Yeah. So there's quite a big demand for pangolin meat and scales in TCM. Uh, Traditional Chinese medicine yes. in China and Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And this device is pushing the pangolin to extinction in some areas. Mm. So recently, the China upgraded the legal protection for pangolins mm-hmm. to the same status as their favourite and most beloved animal. Do you know what that is? Panda! Oh my god, so fast! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of know the answer. <laughs> yeah is the panda. Mm. So the pangolin got the same status as panda. So that's another wildlife good news. Yay. Yeah. So now all domestic trade and use of pangolin are prohibited. Okay, that's great. Okay, other good news in the wildlife department Mm -hmm. that were induced by the pandemic. Okay. Okay. Citizen science websites saw an increase in contributions. Ah, yes, indeed. So there's a lot of citizen science going around. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then everyone used to be very busy. But then because of lockdown, right, then everyone... They just... have more free time to do these mm-hmm. things. So mm-hmm. they go out in nature and then they help with research, like bird sightings, animal sightings, and then mm-hmm. they will report it to mm-hmm. the citizen science website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you're a very science person, right, yes. and you like to observe nature, you can Google citizen science and your location. Mm. Like for us, it's citizen science, Singapore. Mm-hmm. And then you can see the different programs you can it's contribute to. Oh Oi. Google. Yes, now you said Google. That's why I saw oh, it. No. And I, was like, Oops. I woke up Google. <laughs> why you interrupt me, huh, Google? No. Bad Google. And then another wildlife good news is that there's also about half as much road queue okay. in countries with wild animals. Okay, because less people drive. Mm, less people drive? <laughs> so there's less fatal collisions with wild animals. Uh, less dead deer, dead elk, dead bear, dead mountain lion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's great. Okay, and finally, 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 one Mm -hmm. more piece of wildlife good news is Mm -hmm. that scientists are using this anthropos, they call it anthropos, (laughs) (laughs) okay, to understand human impact on animals and nature. Uh. Because there's less air pollution, less noise pollution then there's less hikers less mountain bikers less hunters Mm. less beach goers less humans moving around in general yes 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 yes, that's why it's called anthropos because humans pause yes humans on pause (laughs) 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 less beach goers less tourists less divers less snorkelers Mm. Yeah, so there are many more birds that are noticed in urban settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of animals are coming out in forested areas during daytime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then even the turtles, right, they spend more time laying eggs on the beach. Because got no <laughs> tourists to <laughs> take photo of them, take video of them, disturb them. Less stress. Yeah, less stress to lay eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot, a lot for scientists to study at the moment. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, this whole pause on human activity will help us better understand Our impact on nature. Mm, That's great. Mm, That's it. So, that's my good news from the wildlife section. So, Jing'an, what good news do you have for us? What is your search term for the week? My search term for the week is. Free period products. Free period products. Yes. As in, like, free space period products or. Free period space product? <laughs> no, nothing to do with the free period. Free period as in school? No, no, no. Free no. then period products as in like no. menstrual products. <laughs> menstrual products. Oh, okay. See, it can go both ways mm, Yes, I, I realise now <laughs> It's very, very different <laughs> What kind of free period products? <laughs> like, I don't know Something that you use during recess Oh, okay, I see like, You know, iPad a or toy. something okay. No, no, not toy iPad <laughs> or some kind of educational games You can play with your friends okay. During free period Okay, okay. Okay, but that was not No mm. Okay Okay, so I actually knew about this Because I read about it on the news And mm-hmm. it's a piece of good news Okay Because Scotland is the first in the world Mm -hmm. to make period products free. Okay. So women can access period products for Mm -hmm. free. And they are like obligated to give it to them. Wow, that's awesome. So it's like a huge step forward towards ending period poverty Mm -hmm. and towards combating period stigma. Mm. Yeah. Period poverty is when those on low incomes cannot afford or access suitable period products. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, because it's quite expensive, what? Right? Yeah. So how much do you think we normally spend on period products every month? Depends what brand you buy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, how much you need. Got okay. the normal panty eyeliner, then after that got the normal pad, then uh. got pair with wings, then got mm-hmm. the night time mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and the normal then day you, one. Uh, buy mm. this, buy that, buy this, buy that. Mm-hmm. 20 mm-hmm. sing lah. 20 wah. Yeah. Wow. Mm, because you want all, ma, but then it can last for 2 months maybe. Okay, so about ten per month uh. yeah, around there. Yeah, 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 So it's like it's estimated to be around there, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it can be quite a cost for people who cannot afford it. Mm. This is like uh, a bit like a women's rights movement, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. there's an added cost. So to being like, female, right? Mm, yes. Okay, okay. So they decided that you know this is one of the things that will move the movement forward. Mm. Okay, there was a survey in Scotland that was conducted for more than 2,000 people. And they say that 25% of these school, college or university students, they struggle to access period products. And also about 71% of 14 to 21-year-olds, they feel embarrassed buying period products. Mm. Mm. But 14 years old surely embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It's like the very first time, then you feel like everybody is watching you buy it. Yeah right. You think that the all the cashier will just stop and look at you. <laughs> Even the security camera, the security guard looking at the TV and the security yeah, yeah, camera yeah, yeah. is also looking at you. Uh-huh. All the patrons in the supermarket is looking at you. Yeah. Even when you put it in the plastic bag and carry it home, you feel that everybody that you walk past mm. can see through your plastic bag. Mm. And see what you buy. Yeah. (laughs) But the point is that it's a very natural thing in women's growing up. You know, it's puberty. So it's actually not something to be embarrassed of. Yeah, why? uh? Now you make me reconsider my uh, childhood trauma or something. (laughs) 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 Why were we so embarrassed about periods? Yeah, so in other parts of the world, Mm. it can be quite bad. So for example, Mm. in Nepal, young girls dread growing up. When they get their period each month, they will be banished into menstrual huts. Banished? Yeah. (laughs) Banished? Yeah. And then these huts, right, are like, we're far away from the central village. So they will be very embarrassed to dry out their menstrual red cloths. Uh And then they will risk infection. Is it because they are considered dirty? Yeah, I guess so. Because I remember last time I went in February. Mm-hmm. Then the they were doing the salman prayer. Mm-hmm. Then they will say things like, "Oh, you woman, you cannot sit here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, 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 you are yeah. dirty. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh. Something like that, lah. Then like, if you got period, you also cannot go temple. Mm. Oh, mm. okay. So they have a more like serious version mm. of that in mm-hmm. their country. It's part of, I guess, tradition. That's true. Mm-hmm. So finally, they are trying to normalize this. Yes, exactly. Oh. I'm glad that, you know, one country really stepped up and then tried to do this thing so that more mm. people can follow suit. Mm. So it's part of this uh, equality movement. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's also worth noting that in Singapore, mm-hmm. there are organizations like the Green Collective or Freedom Cups mm-hmm. and they promote menstrual cups. Have you heard of that? Yes. So it's a bit like a cup, then it collects the blood. Mm, then mm. It's, it's not so much fun. They can reuse one. Right? Yeah, mm. exactly. So they calculated like uh, we might spend more than $1,000 over 10 years on mm-hmm. period products. And since a menstrual cup is only $30 to $50 and can last up to 10 years, it's like super cost reduction. Mm. Mm. So these Freedom Cups, right, they will do... Like a one-for-one one thing. So let's say if I buy one, then they will give one to a underprivileged home. Oh, like somewhere overseas, is it? mm mm Oh, okay. So they've gone to different countries to go and help those people already. Mm. Mm. So this is one of the positive things that uh, drives the movement of equality. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking one step forward. Yes doop, 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 doop. Okay, it's time for a special segment and it's a special edition for our three things to Google from a friend. Yeah this week we are doing something a little different. Instead of asking three things to Google from one friend, we have asked our listeners and friends to tell us something they have learned about this year. mm- mm-hmm. and we will search it up on the show. Yes. So Eliza, who did you ask and what did they learn in 2020? Okay, so I asked Brian and he gave us this very strange search term, okay? And he said he liked it so much that he emailed it to himself. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what it is. It it is Mary Antoinette fake village reddit. What? I don't know. I just know all these words separately, (laughs) but I don't understand them (laughs) together. Mary Antoinette fake village reddit. Okay, first of all, who is Mary Antoinette? Is she a famous person? Is she an actress? Is she a historical figure? Oh, wait. She is a historical figure. <laughs> yeah, she who is, is she? the last queen of France before the French Revolution. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Okay. So a, she's a queen? Yes, of France. okay. Alright, okay, Okay. now we have established Ooh. who Marie Antoinette is. some context. Okay, so the post that we're supposed to be looking at is on Reddit, and this is the title. Mary Antoinette built an entire fake village, complete with a working farm and fake villages in the backyard of Chateau de Versailles, which is the palace in Versailles. So she could pretend to be a peasant whenever she felt like it. <laughs> So she's a queen Then she go and build A fake village And then We we'll are farm, And then got villagers So that she can be A poor person Whenever she feel like it <laughs> Is this for real or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I found This article on Amusingplanet.com <laughs> And he says that In 1783, Marie Antoinette commissioned an ornamental village intended to be used as a garden folly in the park of Chateau de Versailles. So the little village was modelled on a farm in Normandy and had seven buildings with thatched roof and rustic exteriors. But the interiors were extremely elegant that were used for concerts, games and dinners. So she used it to entertain her guests. (laughs) It's a very advanced... Farmville, or Stardew Valley. <laughs> In olden times without mobile phones. Mm. Like, come and get your friends over and just try to... It's like a game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Mary Antoinette and her friends would dress up as young shepherders or milkmaids and wander around the hamlet pretending to be peasants while still surrounded by the comforts of a royal lifestyle. Okay. A team of real farmers... Appointed by the Queen, look after the farm and the animals and produce fruits and vegetables consumed at the royal table. Okay. Then Mary Antoinette will sometimes milk the cows and the sheep herself to get a taste of village life. <laughs> Not bad. Real life farm view. <laughs> yeah, it's real life farm view, right? Before the Queen was expected, the story goes the villagers would wash the goats and dress them in ribbons. Oh my so, god. So they're not so smelly, you know. It's like a very distilled, clean, sanitized yeah. version of yeah, yeah, yeah. from view. <laughs> yeah, It's like those cities where it's like for filming one, you know. Oh yes, it's <laughs> like those uh filming lots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Wow, this is really cool though. Thank you, Brian, for sharing this with us. Okay, so it's my turn now. I asked Prue and she gave me two words. Mm-hmm. It's dimorphous expression What does that mean? Hmm. Interesting, right? I, uh, I also yeah. have never dimorphous heard of it before Dimorphous expression, is it like A person with two personalities? I don't know Okay, the definition is An action that appears to be A negative expression of emotions Towards extremely positive experiences And one huh? form of dimorphous expression is cute aggression have you oh, heard of cute yes, aggression yes I know why it's cute aggression but I don't know it's called dimorphous expression like cute aggression is when you see something that is so cute like so cute I could eat you, you up you want oh yeah but I don't really want to eat it I just want to squeeze it squeeze it really hard yes yep. squeeze it yeah you know when the thing is so cute that you will become smegled, you'll be like, my precious <laughs> and like yes yeah, oh my goodness, this is interesting. So dimorphous expression, right, is an umbrella term. So mm-hmm. cute aggressions is underneath. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, for example, crying tears of joy is also considered. Oh, tears of joy? Yeah. Also- oh, yeah. wow. It is a negative expression to a positive feeling. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. yeah, yeah. yeah. Are there any more? Um, I'm not sure How about laughing When something Like something very bad happened? Oh Like like, you know Like the opposite Yeah like somebody Like you love in a car crash Then you just (laughs) Is life playing a joke on me (laughs) You know that kind of thing Yeah overlook Overload of emotions. It's probably under dimorphous expression of negative emotions. Mm, maybe. Okay, so why does that happen though? Do you have an answer? This article says that scientists suspect that cute aggression is the brain's way of coping with the overwhelming response that occurs when there are two brain systems that are triggered, which is your emotional and reward system. Mm-hmm. So because the positive feeling is too much already, mm. then the brain going go and throw in one dash of aggression. Oh, yeah, Just cannot take it, overload. Cannot, <laughs> yeah. wow, okay, then you just like, you know what, override. <laughs> okay, okay. Then the scientists speculate and say, if you find yourself incapacitated by how cute a baby is, mm-hmm. you might not be able to take care of it. So the baby is going to starve. Oh. That's why this brain got the override. Oh, so for pets, that, also, Of course, you'll be like, oh, so cute and they' are an evolutionary taking... thing. Or oh, maybe your brain wants to send you a shock of, like, you know. Reality. Hello, reality <laughs> chat Slap, slap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next search term from a friend is Evan. He gave me also two words mm-hmm. email spoofing. Email spoofing? What's yeah, that? Yep. I have no idea. He said it's a PSA of some sort. <laughs> See, if you, if you know about it, then it's good for you. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's what he told me. Okay, so it is the creation of an email message with a forged sender address. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you can use someone else's email address and send an email and mm. make it look like nice it's from that person. Hmm, it's a technique used in spam and phishing attacks to trick users into thinking a message came from a person or entity that they either know or trust. Hmm, that's Mm. quite dangerous. So if you see uh, an email that you know or the person's name that you know, then you'll be more likely to open it. Hmm. Mm. And it says here If you have received a high volume of Undeliverable notices in your inbox There is a strong chance That your email address is being spoofed mm. Mm. Because the person who used your email address Will go and like, you know, anyhow randomly send. There are some email addresses that are not being used anymore So they will stounce back Apparently it's because of the way this SMTP works So anyone can specify any email address As the from address Mm. Even though they are not using that address. Mm. Ah, so it's quite easy to do. Mm. If you have some programming knowledge, I guess. Mm. Okay, everybody please take note. Try not to get your email address stolen. This is a very practical (laughs) something he learned, you know. (laughs) Yeah, indeed, very practical. Okay, so Jian, who is the next person on your list? The next person is Sally. Okay, what did Sally learn? She learned about hippopotamus milk huh <laughs> hippopotamus milk yeah hippo milk like the literal milk from the hippo or like just a brain like a hippopotamus brain no 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 it's the literal milk no <laughs> can drink meh <laughs> eee really meh can not drink not like we learned that she learned something about it right? oh yeah. Oh, she learned something about it. I just assumed that she learned that she can drink it or she liked to drink it or something. Yeah, well, why did you assume that? Don't know. The way you say it sounds drinkable. <laughs> Is it drinkable? Um, Let me Google. Yeah, it's drinkable by the baby hippo. <laughs> by the baby hippo. <laughs> it's drinkable by the baby hippo. <laughs> Okay, I just googled it. Yes. What did you find? Right at the top Hippo's milk is bright pink. Mm. Okay, so I'm reading an article about it, right? And it says that this is actually a long standing rumor. Oh, it's a rumor, chee. Yeah, that the hippopotamus milk is bright pink. Chee. So it's yeah. not, uh? Okay, so oh you no, to understand this, I'm you have to understand that hippos don't sweat. So they have this thing called blood sweat. And it's an oily (gasps) secretion. Okay. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. Because it's not blood and it's not sweat also. Okay. Yeah, it's a blend of acids. And these acids, they serve as a natural form of sunscreen and moisturizer for the animal's sensitive skin. Oh my god, that's so cool. They make their (laughs) own sunscreen with their blood sweat. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that may be. Then they also offer tremendous antibiotic properties to protect hippos from harmful bacteria when they're in the water. So it means that hippos can live in very toxic spots with minimal risk of infection. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> then it should not be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It should be Teenage Mutant Ninja Hippos. Hippos. Oh my right? god, that's so cute. Because they live in sewers. <laughs> a, a hippo would be much, much, much more fitting of the story's canon. Yes. <laughs> okay, so it's interesting to note that this blood sweat uh-huh. is actually colourless. Okay. But it turns bright orange-red in the sun. Okay. Because there's like some kind of reaction. Okay. Yeah, so when it mix into the hippo milk, right, mm-hmm. then the whole milk becomes pink. Oh. Yeah, that's why it kind of looks pink. Oh. And sometimes it gets mixed in, but not all the time. Oh. Mm. Okay. So it's, sometimes the hippo milk is pink, but sometimes it is not. Yeah, I mean because... And it is pink only because of the blood sweat. Yes. Okay. It's normally white or off-white. La. It's normal. Okay. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I thought she's gonna say that she tried hippo's milk at some, <laughs> I don't know. She ordered it online. That is, like, very good. Yeah. Make your hair grow better or something. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't know. Okay, Eliza. what else did your friend learn? Okay. okay, this one is from Jinan. And she learned something. About gizzards, because gizzards. she was eating kwejap. Okay. Then she was wondering whether humans have gizzards. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! What is what is a gizzard? Gizzard is a certain part that you order in the kwejap. I don't know; it's a animal kidney or an animal special organ. Oh. I don't even know whether it's from the pig or from the duck, but it is something that is on the kwejap menu that you can order. <laughs> okay, I always like Chinese is skin. Uh, I always like suspect it's like liver or like, you know, some not part liver, of the liver. Liver sandwich and the gizzard is like chewy, near crunchy, there la, near crunchy. There. crunchy. Is it a spleen? Uh, yeah. Okay, now we have two questions, right? Okay, what yes. is gizzard and do humans have gizzards? Mm. Yeah, this is the thing that she learned okay. while she was eating the quesad. Okay. okay. You know, when she told me, I was very excited and I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, what is gizzard? Okay, gizzard is the muscular thing. Walled part of a bird's stomach that is for grinding food. Mm. Some fish and insect and mollusks and invertebrates also have. Mm. Mm. So is it chicken or duck? I guess it's quite similar to tripe. No, tripe is the. Ayo, you never eat these innards very much, huh? The tripe is the the, the beef stomach, the what? beef stomach. Yeah, what? Then they are this But one it's is, furry. Tripe is furry like a towel. Okay. Giza is bouncy and chewy, chewy, bouncy, bouncy and <laughs> you it's... just say tribe is furry like a towel. Yeah, a tribe. <laughs> don't you think tribe has the <laughs> texture of towel? <laughs> oh my god You yeah, are right, you yeah, are right Right, 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 yes <laughs> But no, okay That's how I tell that I, I do heart. not want to let that in my brain Giza okay. is bouncy, it's almost like a, a shellfish texture okay. Mm-hmm. okay I don't think I've eaten it before, that's why I don't know Okay, sorry everyone. It's okay, bring you go and eat one day. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, the one is Kwejak store is duck. Duck gizzard. Ah. Oh, ngap kan. I think that's why it is in Cantonese. Oh, you know the Cantonese word. <laughs> 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 mm. Hey, not just Chinese people eat, leh. Hawaiians also eat braised duck gizzard. Ah. Uh-huh. It's called ji chen, right? Mm, don't know, my mum calls it in the Hokkien I word. remember this word floating somewhere in Taiwan. <laughs> oh. mom calls it the Hokkien name okay. Again Okay Okay, anyway Humans do not have gizzards Why? <laughs> Why do we not have gizzards? Oh, it's very interesting mm-hmm. Because we have teeth to chew the food, right? Mm-hmm. Then other mammals also They chew, chew, chew Then they put it inside their stomach And swallow And it goes into the digestive system mm-hmm. But for birds They don't have teeth Oh Oh so the gizzard is the part that is used to chew the food inside the stomach. Oh <gasps> Whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> Whoa, is their teeth organ. Oh the gizzard contains grit sand or small stones. And mm. it's the second part of the bird's stomach. And these small stones pulverize the food. Whoa, that's so cool. It's like some kind of shredding machine. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my. Wow. Thanks, Jinan. This is so cool. All right. It's my turn. Okay. Claire's search term is the phrase that comes after curiosity killed the cat. What's the answer? Curiosity killed the cat and... And something brought it back. Satisfaction, satisfaction <laughs> brought it back. <laughs> yes, but satisfaction brought it back. Yes. Which is very interesting. This phrase... I can't believe you tested me, eh. it's like English class again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, because we always hear the phrase, curiosity killed the cat, right? So it makes us feel like we shouldn't be too curious. Mm-hmm. But that's not the end of the phrase. mm Yeah, the end of the phrase is that when you get your answer, the cat is brought back. Mm. Yes. So, yeah, (laughs) you die not knowing, but then when you know, you are revived. Okay, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so she learned that is the other side of the phrase. That's very interesting. Mm, Mm. I like it so much. Okay, moving on. Eliza, what is your good news search term? Okay, my search term is... Tiger King Tigers. (laughs) (laughs) You know what is Tiger King, right? Yes. (laughs) In case anyone listening don't know what Tiger King is. Mm -hmm. Tiger King is a Netflix documentary about roadside zoos. Trashy. Yo, why you suddenly (laughs) call it trashy? (laughs) And they have tigers. Okay, without giving too much of the plot away. uh, One of the owners is Joe Exotic and he is featured heavily in the documentary and he ended up in prison. Okay. Okay? So yeah, just leave it as that. It's a very tantalising documentary, I would Mm -hmm. say that. And it's also a bit trashy. But don't (laughs) believe whatever the documentary tries to present. Okay, she has a lot of opinions about it. <laughs> anyway, I was wondering what happened to the tigers. Mm. Like, they talk so much about the people, but they never tell us about what happened to the tigers. Yeah, and they don't even have names and everything. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I searched it, right? And the good news is yes. that PETA launched a lawsuit against the GW Zoo, mm-hmm. which is Joe Exotic Zoo. Mm-hmm. And then they helped to rescue 39 tigers. Yes. Three bears. Uh-huh. Two baboons uh-huh. and two chimpanzees from it. Oh my god, so many wow. animals! Yeah! And now, all 46 animals are now in reputable and accredited sanctuaries. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay good news, good news, good news. There is enough space for them to live and recover, and they won't be forced to breed or entertain humans. Mm. So, for the tigers, right, there's no cut patting. Mm. Uh, and they won't be made to do any shows. Mm. And all the animals can live out their retirement happily and peacefully. Yay! This kind of petting zoo is very bad for the animal, you know? No, no petting, petting zoos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's another good news about animals in captivity oh. that I chanced upon when I was searching this. Uh-huh. Okay, so the Ringling Brothers and the Barnum and Bailey Circus, uh-huh.
1: they have
0: announced that they'll be phasing out elephant performances in their circus shows. Oh, no okay. more elephant performances. Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw a, an article about like the holograms mm-hmm. that they use to project the elephants. Oh wow, they moved to hologram. <laughs> right? Yeah, so cool, right? <laughs> so like, no more real. Yeah, instead of using uh-huh. a real elephant, they use a hologram elephant. Is it this Ringling Brothers? I'm not sure, eh? but oh. I saw like, a picture and Maybe some, someone else are trying new technology already. Mm, 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 awesome. Mm, mm. Okay, and more importantly, right, these 35 retired circus elephants, because right? mm. they have some, right? Mm. They will be moved to a 2,500-acre conservation centre yes. that will be completed in 2021. Wow. Mm-hmm. And the animals will get to choose different landscapes. Got <laughs> <called> wetlands... <laughs> Grasslands, Wah. woodlands Wah. And you'll have 11 water holes That's a lot Yeah, they are big enough for the elephants to wait in Okay mm. So they can live happily ever, ever after. after Yeah Right now, the elephants are in a smaller space mm. Then some animal rights and welfare groups have been rallying and pressuring them To give the elephants a habitat that they deserve mm. So finally, finally, it's happening Good mm. Very good Good job. Yeah. We still got some ways to go in terms of not exploiting animals for entertainment, but at least (laughs) things are happening. Yes. We are moving in the right direction. Yes. Okay, so as consumers, what we can do is vote wisely with our dollars. Yes. (laughs) Vote wisely with your attention. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so that's the end of my search term. So, Jingan, what is your search term? My search term is... (coughs) Space in twenty twenty. Ooh! Oh yes. What <laughs> happened in space? <laughs> so what? I was really curious uh-huh. about what happened in space because it's like you know pandemic, but then like actually, mm-hmm. the space industry did a lot of things this year. Mm. Yeah. So I've been hearing a lots of news. Like, because I always, like, scroll on the internet to Mm. find these news. And I'm always on the lookout. But I decided to kind of, like, summarize it all in this segment. Okay, great. Mm. So, this is about space flight mostly. This year, there is a lot of things that went into outer space from Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, like, there is China's robotic mission to the moon, which was very interesting. Because it launched in... 23rd November, mm-hmm. and basically is going to the moon. Mm-hmm. Then they launched the samples back to Earth, and it happened very fast because it came back on 16 December. Oh, so wow. it's less than a month. Wow. Yeah. Very Quite amazing. amazing. Mm. And then there is another mission called the OSIRIS REx mission. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this one? No. Nope. It is basically collecting a sample of an asteroid. Mm-hmm. The asteroid is called Bennu. Mm -hmm. and it's taller than the Empire State Building oh wow yeah it's very big so it's very interesting because how do you even like get a craft to go and chase the asteroid and then like take something and then come back right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because it's moving right yeah 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 yeah. so this one they punch a hole inside the asteroid (laughs) okay (laughs) and then (laughs) <laughs> and then I saw the the video and it was very interesting. It's like a like a powder punch. Right? Then the then they collect the samples. Uh-huh. And then it's the most amount of samples from an asteroid that oh, we have ever wow. collected. So we are waiting for its return. Oh, they wow. return. Twenty twenty one, I think. Oh cool. Yes. Cool, okay. Okay. Next one. This news was quite widely covered and I think mm. you have heard of it. It's okay. Space Access mission. Yes, yes. It's all over Reddit and all kinds of news channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they sent a crewed mission, which means there's people inside mm. the spaceship mm-hmm. into the International Space Station. Mm. Yeah. So this one is very interesting also. Is it the one where the the crew look like they are target employees they wear polo tee and oh, yeah. cargo yes. pants yes it was very funny <laughs> it was a meme yeah they wear cargo pants and belt and uh, t- polo tee yes 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 okay okay continue okay so uh, it is very significant because this is done by spacex in conjunction with nasa so mm. NASA is a government-based body, right? Mm-hmm. But SpaceX is a privately-owned company. Mm. Yeah. So this is unprecedented, mm. and it marks the birth of commercial space flight. Yes! So commercial space flight means that in the future, mm-hmm, there will mm-hmm. be humans that are not astronauts going to space. Yes. Yeah, so that's what we're working towards. So that is like a big step forward. I'm a little excited for it. Mm. I hope that more people go to space mm. so that the ticket price will come down so that <laughs> I get a chance to go to space <laughs> too in Yay. my lifetime. Is, yes, I, I'm also quite excited. Yes, yes, yes. But actually, this is the way to go. Eh. Considering that this year is a pandemic year, right? Mm. Like, maybe next time if this Earth get to jalat, hopefully it won't get to that stage. Mm. Then we have to go to another planet. Yes, but I mean, like, it's the natural step forward also. Lah, mm. To form human colonies on places that are not Earth. Hopefully, we'll take better care of that next planet that we go to. <laughs> <laughs> True. So the next thing I want to cover is the three missions that are launched to Mars. Mm. So this year there are three missions mm-hmm. because there's a like a window of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So if we miss this window, right, then mm-hmm. it will take uh, very long to get there, or it just like the calculations won't make sense anymore. Mm-hmm. So we have to wait until twenty twenty two. So, the three missions are China's Tianwen Mm 1, UAE's Hope, and NASA's Perseverance rover. Oh, yes. Mm. Mm. So, have you heard of Perseverance? Mm. They sent 10.9 million. Names. Oh, the one with the name. <laughs> I put my name on it. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Last year is it? Last year or something? Then there was like I think it was Brian or who who sent me this link and then say you can put your name and then you go to Mars and then 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 yes yes yes. I also put my name on it. Yeah, yeah. Then you just put your name on it. Oh my God, yes. our names. are on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a campaign called "Send Your Name to Mars," and they put three silicon chips and they were stenciled with. Ten point nine million names and essays from one hundred and fifty five finalists that were from the people who wanted to name the rover. Mm. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I was part of it. Ha 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 ha. I totally forgot about it. Ha ha ha. Yes, very interesting, right? <laughs> yes. And China's mission was mm. the most ambitious of them all. Mm-hmm. It consists of an orbiter, lander and a rover. Okay. Okay, so what's the difference of between those three? What do you think? Orbiter is something to orbit the mm-hmm. planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, lander is something that lands on the surface of the planet. Mm-hmm. And then rover is the one that goes around and takes pictures and collect samples. Yeah, it can move around, it can yeah, drive. Yeah, it can move around. Yeah, yeah. So the Perseverance is a lander and a rover. And UAE's Hope is an orbiter. But China's one is all three. Wow. So it's very complicated. It's like three-in-one. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So that's quite interesting. So they hope to observe the changing Martian atmosphere and also look for life on the Martian planet. Oh, cool. Mm. I wonder what they'll find. So (laughs) exciting. And they're all expected to arrive in February 2021. Mm. That's very soon. Chinese New Year period. Okay, next Chinese New Year. Mm. Look out for the news. Alright, we have reached the almost end of our podcast, and now it is time for one thing to recommend. So Eliza, what is your recommendation for the week? Okay, my recommendation for this week is a poem. Okay, by Burton Braley. Okay, it's titled Opportunity. Wow, and I think it's a very apt poem to end twenty twenty with. Because it has been a difficult year for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And this poem, Opportunity, acknowledges how hard it's been, mm-hmm. but it also reminds us to have hope. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And it also it encourages us to do things to make the next year better. Yeah. Okay, I'll read you the first two sentences. You can read the rest Okay, so, uh, for yourself later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With doubt and dismay, you are smitten, you think there's no chance for you, son? Why? The best books haven't been written. The best race hasn't been run. The best score hasn't been made yet. The best song hasn't been sung. The best tune hasn't been played yet. Cheer up, for the world is young. Wow. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's cute, So right? much hope. Yeah, and it goes on like that for the next few stanzas. Mm-hmm. And I think it is very, very fitting for 2020. Mm. <laughs> Given how, like you know, everybody's a bit excited, but also a bit apprehensive for mm. the new year. Mm. Yes, indeed. Mm. Okay, so if you need a pick-me-up for the new year ahead, go look up this poem. It's called Opportunity by Burton Braley. And he wrote it about 100 years ago. Wow. Yep. Very apt for times. Okay, so, Jingan. What is your recommendation for the week? Mine is a documentary film called Speed Cubers. Ah, oh, speed cubing. Yes, oh, it's a Rub- Rubik's cube thing. Yes, so there is like a whole tournament and everything. And mm-hmm. this documentary is about the lives of speed cubing champions Max Park and Felix Zemdex. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these two are very, very uh, well known in this community, mm-hmm. and it's about uh, their whole competition and friendship. And rivalry with each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this documentary has themes of friendship, family, and motivation. And even if you're not interested in Rubik's Cubes, you'll like it. Mm. (laughs) It helps to remind you that while chasing progress, you should always remember to be kind. Mm. So I think this is a nice motto. Be kind. Mm. I Mm. highly recommend it. Okay. Mm. Alright, we've reached the end of this week's podcast. Thank you, Eliza, for making this podcast with me. And thank you, Jingan for doing this podcast with me. Yay. If you have Googled anything interesting lately, you can drop us an email at www.show at gmail.com and we will search it up on the show. You can also follow us on our Twitter, Instagram or our Facebook page where we post images of some of the things that we talked about today. You can also help share our show with friends that might enjoy a comedy trivia podcast. If you would like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon page and give us a small contribution to help us keep the show running. Your contributions will also unlock access to bonus content like behind-the-scenes pictures and more information about the things we talked about. So, see you there!